Welcome to another episode of the 50 Shades of NBA podcast. My name is Trey. I'm Nathan. And this is episode 39, a.k.a. the Dwight Howard podcast. A.k.a. the Greg Ostertag podcast. There we go. There's our little number game to start off the show. Utah Jazz great. Utah Jazz great. Um, Dwight Howard, Philadelphia 76ers great. Los Angeles Lakers great. Probably the greatest center to ever play for the Lakers. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna let that one sit there. Listen, possibly the greatest center to ever play for the Magic, depending on where you have him against Shaquille. I mean, obviously Shaquille yeah. probably beats him, in my opinion, and probably in your opinion, yeah. and in most opinion. But there's definitely Dwight Howard truthers out there. No, there definitely are. Yeah. So there, there's value so, in mentioning it. You know what, Trey? There is definitely value in mentioning it. Is he the greatest center to ever play for the Atlanta Hawks? Oh. Because, like, he wasn't great at it for the Hawks, but in terms of, like, how no. great he is. Yeah. And the teams he's played for. He's probably the greatest center to ever play for Charlotte. Okay. Is he the greatest center to I, ever play for the Hawks? All right. Uh, now that you say that, I'm going to look up some Atlanta Hawks. Center. Recent history like, is like Al Horford is all I can really think of for like impactful centers. Like Clint Capella isn't in that same world. Neither is Al Horford, to be fair. But mm-hmm. super interesting. Super food for thought, you know? Yeah, you know, we'll have to circle back around to this later. Um, maybe like midway through the podcast when I get a good list for you. Okay. But we'll revisit this. We'll revisit it. But um, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was, I was just going to say. For after the finals ending, it was honestly a pretty busy like week since we last you know did our podcast yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, it was. It's like uh, everyone decided to put all their news on hold to let the finals happen. That's what, literally, and we knew one of one of the announcements that was going to break mm-hmm. um, the John Morant suspension. Yep, and we'll get into that in a second. But yeah, a lot else happened, like moves around the league. Well, one specific big move, but a lot of trade talks came up around the league. And I don't know, we, we got a pretty decent news-filled podcast for you guys. Yeah, what you, what you, let's start Let's start off with, with the John Moran suspension because I feel like you know it's the most commonly well-known one and it, it, it bridges the gap well from last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Definitely John Morant was handed a 25-game suspension by Adam Silver. I believe that's right, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, twenty-five game mm-hmm. suspension. Sorry, I had to go back to the the spreadsheet. Uh, how how yep. you feel about that suspension? Too long? Too short? Just right? I you know I'm pretty happy about it. Like game wise, um, I think when it first came out that you know he's going to get in trouble, and we're looking at the All NBA like games needed or whatever. It's like sixty something right around there friend the 60 game ballpark um i thought he would you know be snubbed suspension wise just to barely not be eligible for it and kind of what we see here um i think he has like a game or two more than what the cutoff would have been but yeah I, i'm happy with the suspension uh link i i i think i'm in the same boat as you i thought he would definitely Make sure they held him underneath that sixty-five game threshold, which they did. He uh, mm-hmm. he's now eligible to play in uh, fifty-seven games. I believe it's eighty-two minus twenty-five, but I'm bad at math. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there there's that. I think that's probably was where they started, right? As I said, he needs to only be eligible for sixty-four games at you know max, mm-hmm. and then they just went back from there. Um, I think 25 games kind of kind of rounds it out well. I think it's a little high, honestly, mm-hmm. um, just because like again he, he didn't break any laws per se, right? He just violated mm-hmm. code of conduct with the NBA. Yeah. Which hey, of course, like they don't want like that, and he, mm-hmm. you know, he is the rules that the NBA enforces. Are, are there and need to be like given the strength mm-hmm. to actually have these suspensions held up. Yeah. I think uh, going from where his apology was, his supposed heart to heart with Adam Silver 
um, he Silver probably felt a little betrayed. You know, it's like oh, okay, he had the one slip up, the eight game suspension in the year, moved past it. He went to his you know clinic or whatever in in Florida mm-hmm. and made all the public apologies, PR wise, the first offense like everything was good, water under the bridge, and then you get this here in the off season, and I think Adam more or less took it took it like a slap in the face like damn Adam took I it personally stuck. yeah he might have taken a little personally hence a couple extra game suspension um and I think mathematically um money wise he's gonna miss out on like upwards of 15 million or something like that just for games played I saw that somewhere someone can check me I'll check you but yeah you check me yeah so obviously significant financial hit. Um, yeah, I think Adam, he's kind of set a precedent to other players in the league that, you know, hey, first time will be lenient, eight game suspension, eight games is really nothing uh, in the 82-game 80, or season. So you, you hit that 25, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot else to say about it because he misses the All-Star or uh, All-NBA teams misses a contract extension, the super max. So in the immediate, it hurts, but also long-term financially, it hurts him. I was kind of curious to see how Nike would react to it. Cause when Kyrie's stuff broke out and granted different circumstances, um, when Kyrie's news broke out, they, they dumped them, you know, and then with jaws suspension the second time around, um, they're public about their support, and belief in Ja and, you know, turning the circle, turning the corner to living a better life and being a better role model. But, yeah. So, Math, what you got? So, Math, what I got. Uh, so, he was scheduled to make, or in his contract, is $33,500,000 next year. Um, and he's going to be missing, I have the percentage somewhere here in my, my calculator mm-hmm. history. Uh, he's going to, be eligible for 69.512% of games. Okay, yep. Uh, so that means, you know, he only gets about 70% of his salary. So he's losing mm-hmm. out on about $10 million. Okay. I have highballed a good 5 mil, but... <laughs> Who, what's 5 mil? Yeah, what's 5 mil to these guys? 5 mil is what would take our podcast to the next level. So if the NBA wants to instead give us $5 million... Yeah, you want to donate... Want to donate? Um, we can uh, donate the job. I have an NBA contact. I have an NBA, NBA contact. JJ Reddick liked one of my t- tweets. So uh, that's right. I remember that. I'll hit up JJ. I'll hit up JJ. See what the what who he can talk to. Come to on, JJ. Get that money. Get the money, money over here. Direction. Or you know, just just you know, give us some advertising. Say, yeah. For, you know, listen to the Fifty Shades of NBA podcast, and we can double yeah, our on your own base. podcast. Uh, perfect come on do it jj do it i uh, love it uh i do want to shout out our fans though because apparently we have some yeah um, not a whole lot but you know we have some um yeah, y'all are we there. have uh now uh all-time history one over 1000 downloads so that's pretty yep. cool very cool um if anyone wants to sponsor us you know now like, like we won't mm-hmm. be complaining like always open I yeah an ad read i can be like oh this episode of the 50 shades of nba pod is brought to you by cough drops Fill in the blank by cough drops had to look around by my nintendo switch i Ooh, love my nintendo <laughs> switch i use it to play this game <laughs> get sponsored by lego get sponsored i would lose my mind if i got sponsored uh-huh. by lego um, I don't know to the fans who listen to this. Um, I don't know if this is like a well-known thing for all of you, but the people who make this podcast, at least like one of them, is just a massive nerd. So that's cool. No, I'd say both. Say both. Count me in there. Yeah. I at least you have. It might like, not be on your level. Yeah, athleticism yeah. though. You know. It's a thing of the past. I'm in retirement mode now. You're, you're, you still have two years of eligibility. Come on, it's so true. It's so true. How could I forget? We gotta get our. We gotta find our crappy D three school. Mm-hmm. You'll walk onto their basketball team. Absolutely. I'll get shredded for it, Nathan. I'll work out so much. Okay. I'll eat nothing that. but but one ice cube a day. 
ice cube and chicken and rice. I love chicken and rice. I do too. It's actually so good. It's so see, it won't be that hard. It's right? not even that bad. Like, it's the workout yeah, part for me. Fun. Yeah, no, that's right. Let's do it. It's actual like find the D three school. Okay. Okay. That being said, do you wanna do you wanna talk any more about John Morant? You got anything else you want to say about it? No, I don't. I don't have anything else with him. It is. It is crazy that it like is crazy. minutes after, not minutes, but like minutes in terms of like trying to put this in the rear view, he was caught again mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. on on camera on Instagram Live once again. Yep. Oh, I guess I do have one more thing to add. Um, apparently, Jaw came out or someone in his camp came out and said, "Oh, the gun was a toy gun," and then he posted said toy gun. Um, a little bit later after the suspension came out and was just trying to say, oh, it wasn't a real gun. Like, it's just a toy gun. Look, here it is. Oh, it's TMZ who leaked that. Oh, I, I heard um, that. Yeah, yeah, TMZ leaked it. But, yeah, I thought that was also not the best look if you're John Moran after yeah. you got this suspension. Like, just, just let it be water under the bridge as much as you can. Yeah, like just move you know? forward. You're gonna have to serve the 25 games no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, best case scenario, it gets you know, kind of like moved into maybe a 20 game suspension. Maybe it. That's about as low as I can really see it going. Uh, but I honestly, I think, you know, at some point, if your jaw, you just have to try to move past this and just kind of figure it out from there. You know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, another dude. In Jaws draft class, Zion Williamson Ooh. also has been in the center of a lot of different stories, headlines in the NBA. Uh, I'll stick to the on-the-court stuff. If you're curious about the <laughs> off-the-court stuff, <laughs> just go on Twitter and look up his name, um, <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, so what I've seen a lot of for Zion specifically is him wanting out or people thinking he should be out of New Orleans just because of his lack of court presence, his lack of availability, um, doesn't seem to want to be there. And there's a team up in Portland who, if they want to keep their superstar and Damian Lillard happy, uh, are going to need to make a trade or a, what do you call it, a draft day acquisition for a superstar. And Zion fits that. Good change of scenery for him. Um so when in that department and New Orleans could get the number three overall pick. And I guess they really like Scoot Henderson a lot. So if he falls there, then, you know, but. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a, a strange situation with Zion. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I would love to just only talk about his on the court stuff, but he just hasn't been on the court in forever. Uh-huh. Um, I think when he's on the court, he is, legitimately like one of the most dominant players in the entire NBA. Um, mm-hmm. I I would love Zion in a Philadelphia 76ers uniform. Um, I don't think that'd be a good city for him, honestly, um, mm-hmm. which is why I really love the, the Portland connection there. I think yeah. him and Dame for the 42 games that they'd be able to play together would be the most dominant, probably the most dominant duo in the entire NBA. Um, but that's, it's only if Zion wants to be there, commits to being there, commits to playing mm-hmm. all the things. Cause it's like, there's legitimately someone who has been out of the league for over a year. I don't remember who it was. Uh, it's someone from his draft class who's, mm-hmm. or it's from the draft class after who is currently out of the league and has appeared in like a hundred and like 130 games. And Zion's only appeared in like, he's got like 30 more games than Zion. He's been out of the That's league crazy. for a year and he's younger than him. Like, yeah, it's That's it's insane. Terrible. It's insane, and it's just like mm-hmm. there's the whole thing last year with CJ McCollum, where like Zion hadn't even contacted him yet. All these things, um, mm-hmm. they were talking about it, and it's just crazy how we went, you know, from wow, the Pelicans really could be a dynasty with Zion, Vi, and CJ, to holy yep. holy crap, like Zion doesn't even want to be there. Um, mm-hmm. When are we gonna see? We're gonna see this dude on the court. When are we gonna see this dude on the court? When are we gonna see? be able to see his dominance again. And then, you know, I was always, you know, super pro Zion. I still am be so honest with you, mm-hmm. but I was super pro Zion and like, Oh, I don't know how long it takes to recover from that injury. I've never had that injury. It could be a lot harder than I expect. Mm-hmm. 
And then it comes out that he's just like flying women out and all these things. And it's just like, he's got someone, he's got a, he's going to be a dad. Um, he's got yep. other people like mentioning him, him by name on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yep. Dang, dude, like you have the world and I'll be honest with you. He has the money. I think he's on a like five year, $190 million deal. Mm-hmm. So it's, yep. He could never play again and be totally fine. You Absolutely. Know? It's just yep. his legacy of being that, that first overall pick dude was probably, he was the most hyped since LeBron mm-hmm. at his time. Right. Coming out yeah. of high school, that dude was dominant coming into everything else. That dude was dominant. Um, mm-hmm. but you have players who are just like not as talent, uh, not as talented or physically gifted as you making championships like mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. Same draft class injury history yep. concerns. Same thing. High school phenom. He was, he was projected to go first overall when he went to Missouri and then in Missouri, yep. he had the back injury and couldn't play the entire year. And then he had back injuries since then, but dude just mm-hmm. stuck around like has continued to work, continued to get better. And we haven't seen that from Zion yet. So that, that's just, it's really hard to see as a Zion fan, mm-hmm. as someone who was so pro Zion. Um, I do have a buddy yeah. who went to college with us who was very, he, uh, I remember him saying to me the year we were getting ready for Zion class, he was like, I really think Zion's going to be a bust. And I think it's because he's never going to play like more than half the games in a year. It was crazy. looking really smart right crazy. now. It was crazy. It was crazy. Looking really smart right now. Yeah, so shout out, uh, shout out, Bo. Uh, Bo. Yeah. I love that. That's yep. awesome. I love that. Yeah, I think so much frustration too. If you're a Pelicans fan, and like, I don't know about frustration for me, but like, disappointed because I can't see him on the court is because he was such a highly touted, you know, recruit and prospect, like quite literally a generational player when he's on the court and playing because like you said he is so physically dominant that it's just like there's very few NBA players that can match that you know so I think the NBA and NBA fans have more or less been robbed of being able to see his presence and his greatness so I'll be curious to see if he does get moved um, in this offseason and I guess a hot take for me just on that thought is I, I think Zion will be in a different jersey come the turn of the season. What team? What give me a team I, right now this second? I Who's would gonna be love in? I would love no, him to be in <sighs> Portland's the obvious choice because the culture yeah. there is so incredible and you know what? yeah, the Knicks. Leader. the Knicks. I the like Knicks. it. I like it. He does love Madison Square Garden and he does love RJ Barrett. Mm-hmm. It would make uh, the one dude who got a Zion Williamson New York Nick tattoo um, when like 2019 feel all the better. He he said he was just gonna keep it. He also doesn't he have Katie and Kyrie on that tattoo though. I I think he does. I think he does. Yeah, very poor choices of uh, that was of that was supposed to be the year. That was draft Zion, sign KD, sign mm-hmm. Kyrie, and they just went. I guess we'll go to Brooklyn instead. And Zion went to yeah. freaking yeah, New no. Orleans. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. I think my my hot take of where I think he's going to go, the only team with enough draft capital to really justify that without giving up a top pick is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think it'd be a nasty... Just imagine, like even if he only plays playoffs, right? You have a front Mm -hmm. court of Chet Holmgren, Zion Williamson, you'll have Lou Dort shutting people down, you'll have Josh Giddey and Shea Gilgis-Alexander with a bench of top 10 players. Like Mm -hmm. top 10 picks. No, that's mean. That's a mean That's why team. they take over 2K. That is so true. Yeah, give it a year or two, and it's they're over. always winning. It's over. It. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Damn. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that being said, good. Portland's where I hope he goes. I think yeah. for you it is as well. Yeah, definitely. Is. I just any, want to see Dame happy. I, I want to see Dame happy, but if anyone if anyone can set Zion straight, it'd be, mm-hmm. it'd be Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. They straight sure. they straight up have the best chemistry in the entire NBA every single season, no matter what. Word, I like that. Especially when CJ was there, but even mm-hmm. now, like when ah. they traded for when they traded for Matisse Thybul, they mm-hmm. were sitting on a plane, freestyling, yeah. and in his verse, That's they was so like sick. he was like got to pick up Thybul from the Sixers because they were misusing him or something. 
And he points yeah. at Thibault, and Thibault's just smiling, all happy, because he has the most infectious smile and most infectious laugh <laughs> in the entire NBA. And God, I miss him. Uh, poor, poor Trey, my Sixers fan. Man, Sorry. I'm so happy we traded him for Jalen McDaniels. Ooh, so true. Trey's just looking up at the ceiling. I'm so I'm just thinking about all the all the possessions that we could have had Matisse Thibel guarding mm-hmm. Jason Tatum when he was dropping 50 on our head. Fair enough. Just thinking about it, you know how great that would have been. Yeah. Just throw Thibel in there. The dude who been shot nice. 40 percent from three for the Trailblazers. No, nah, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. It's oh, definitely that his dude? fault. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty. I'm pretty yeah. heated still. No, it's okay. Understandably yeah, so. I, don't I would be too. Yeah, I, I miss him so much. I get that, Trey. He's okay. um, he's a restricted oh. free agent. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I don't know why Portland wouldn't bring him back. They're going to. Mm-hmm. Totally right. Help Chauncey out. I'm so upset. All right, Trey. You, we, we did reference our good friend Bo, who happens to be a. Uh... Phoenix Suns fan, and there's a big deal, a Beal deal that went down uh, the, the past couple days with Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards to deal. the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Chris Paul, a 39-year-old Chris Paul, Landry Shamet, who you could tell us a little bit about, former Sixer, and handful of seconds and a handful of pick swaps. That's the trade details right now. So, first and foremost, I am amazed with how much the Wizards got for Bradley Beal in his quarter of a billion dollar contract. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was time for the Wizards to blow it up. I think this also yep. is bad, though, for Kristaps Porzingis' free agency because the Wizards aren't going to be trying to bring him back anymore. At least mm-hmm. they shouldn't be. Um, yeah. Because then if they do, you're going to be stuck with that with basically the Kevin Love situation when he was in Cleveland, mm-hmm. given a guy a max contract, you don't intend to keep around. Yep. Um, so there's that. I think it sucks for Kristaps. I think it was a needed reset for the Wizards. I mean, their their best draft picks, Johnny Davis, Denny Avdija, and Ruby Hachimura. Like, mm-hmm. what are you really going to accomplish with that core? Next to Bradley, and Beal one of those dudes isn't even on the team. Exactly. I mean, you're you're giving up on your guys. Rui played yeah. well for the Lakers, but they just didn't want to pay mm-hmm. him, which they yeah. made the right move of moving on from him. Because why would you want to be tied down to these very, I don't want to say mid, but mediocre NBA players? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Denny Abdia took uh, great strides this last season. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be good to see him what he can do. Kyle Kuzma's probably gone, but we already knew that. Christoph yep. Porzingis is probably gone. Um, I think it was a necessary reset for... Um, I think it was a necessary reset for the Wizards. Um, on, on the on the Sun side, I don't think this moves the needle for me. Hmm. I don't... I okay, really don't why? Think it does. So, what, what are you going to... Landry Schmidt was your last remaining like decent role player. I was uh, making uh-huh. making my list today that I was telling you about of uh, my free agents, of all the free agents in the mm-hmm. league, of like the top 117 free agents. Yeah. Like eight of them are Phoenix Suns players. <laughs> That's crazy. They have like five players on the roster. And some of the names, like yeah. Sfi McKayek was playing last year for the Suns, dude. What's uh, the one Josh dude? Josh Lumbeck or something like Londale? that? You know what I'm talking about? Jock yeah, Mondale. Jock. Jock Londale. He, he's probably gone too, if I'm being so yep. honest. Uh, let me see if I can find my spreadsheet. I'll get you the exact number. But I just don't really know what the Suns are doing. Um, I don't necessarily think Bradley Beal makes them significantly better with mm-hmm. the loss of Chris Paul and Landry Shamet. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you can split you know, DeAndre Ayton into a serviceable point guard, a serviceable center, and another bench player, I really don't yeah. know where you're going with this anymore. Um, That's fair. I, when I saw it happen, I, at first was like, damn, I thought Bradley Beal would have gone for a little more other than a old Chris Paul and Landry Shamet, who on his best days is a good role player, you know? He's a great role um, player. I maintain. Um, but I go back to the Phoenix Sun side and 
to me, it kind of made sense because they're already going to be so bound by the cap and pushing that salary uh, or the luxury tax, you know? So what's adding one more star to the mix? They're not going to be able to sign any, you know, of the higher end free agents for the mid-levels, stuff like that. They're, they would have had to fill out their roster with uh, minimums, league minimums anyway. So for me, it makes sense for them to go all in and realize the situation that they are in, add some star power um, when they could. And Bradley Beal is that. He's a star. Um, I do think it's interesting. They're going to have to sign a good – oh, my God. Okay, I see Trey saying Zion to the Trailblazers. Not, that, Did that just that's, happen? That's not um, directly broken. It's a, a video oh. of – sorry, sorry. It's a video like, what? of the Hornets saying they're definitely they're prob they're gearing up to take Brandon Miller. Oh, word. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Go ahead and delete that tweet because I can see the misinformation spreading right now. Don't get it. Go ahead and delete that tweet. Oh my gosh, could you imagine? Hey, it would have been crazy. Um, it would have been crazy. It would have been crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I uh I do love I do love the move by by Phoenix. Yeah. Gonna have to fill it out with dudes making the minimum anyway. Might as well get another dude who could be a prolific score for you. Have had to if they didn't trade for Bradley Beal. Like how you you'd be able to get one maybe mid level exception or dude or a dude who who's making a little bit more. Let me walk you through this. Let me walk you through this. Right. Okay. So you start off. You have Chris Paul. You have Devin Mm -hmm. Booker. You have KD. You have um, DeAndre Ayton. That's your four big ones. If you mm-hmm. cut Chris Paul or if you trade Chris Paul, right? That's fifteen million dollars that are alleviated from the salary from the salary uh, cap, right? They're not underneath it at that point, but it's still an alleviation. Uh, it's enough of an alleviation to to like justify if they just cut him and take the fifteen. Mm-hmm. They can justify using the full taxpayer mid-level exception on two players. I think it's $8.79 million, something like that. I could be wrong about that number. It could be lower. Mm-hmm. That also might be the non-taxpayer mid-level exception. That might be where I'm getting it from. But they can use that to get, let's say let's say they get two players, one for $6 million, one for $2 million, right? Those are both, you know, whatever, you know, not bad little additions. The $6 million guy is probably pretty solid with this year's draft uh, free agency class and how tight money is. Mm-hmm. And then you have DeAndre Ayton, who you can split into multiple pieces. You can find like a a, a Miles Turner level player along with some little couple more bench players. Mm-hmm. Maybe you get like one point guard because we've seen Devin Booker run the point and it sucked. It was awful. It was the year that they had a. It was the year right after Tyler Ulis was on the Suns. Mm-hmm. It was awful. It was I think their worst season. Um, and then because you're splitting, you know, you could split DeAndre Ayton into two, three players. You can get a starting, a semi-starting point guard, a semi-starting center, and maybe, you know, an okay bench player. So now you have, you know, a point guard, a shooting guard who's good in Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. You have no DeAndre Ayton, but you have a serviceable center who is really only there to rebound. Think like a prime Tristan Thompson. Or even, even an Andre Drummond, if you go out and sign Andre Drummond for like $4 million, he can play 28 minutes for you and just rebound and pass the ball to KD. And then you also have two to three bench players. That's a full eight-man bench to pair with your two stars who both may be the best at their position. And I I, I counted it. It's nine. They have nine free agents. Perspective. For me, it's going to have to go a different direction. I know I'd rather just have those three star powers and a center like DeAndre in the top 10 center in the league. DeAndre's gone. They're already trading his butt. I don't know where, but worst, yeah, it. well, see, worst case you trade him and get some of those pieces that you talked about, you know, two or three additional players that can help you fill out the roster a little bit better. Maybe. I don't know. Also, what's going like to happen? Better. What's going to happen next year when you have three players making a hundred and, what, $60 million combined, $140 million combined, and a salary cap of $123 million? They're, they're, the way the I see it, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds me of uh, the Warriors when 
KD went there. Or, uh, yeah, KD with KD's contract, Steph, and then either Clay or Draymond, and they just filled out the rest of their their team with a bunch of, you know, dudes who are good enough to be in the league, but not household names. But that, like that, Quinn Cook. I hear you. But Quinn Cook wasn't playing like he was he was a rookie drafted player. Mm-hmm. The, the thing the thing is with this setup, right? It, what's different with the Warriors setup is the Warriors straight up signed Kevin Durant with cap space availability. Because mm-hmm. Steph Curry was on a cheap deal and Clay was on a relatively cheap deal and Draymond was on a relatively cheap deal for the CBA jump or for the uh, revenue jump, mm-hmm. which gave them enough money to just be like, we have enough money for Kevin Durant. Let's sign Kevin Durant. And they could. Um, the problem with that, right, is literally Kevin Durant, what, signed a two-year deal that, that first time or a one plus one, something like that, which yeah. gave them team flexibility every single year. You are paying Bradley Beal $200 million alone for the next four years. That is awful. With with the intention of signing Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant, who is notorious for making a super team and doing nothing with it now. Uh, Bradley Beal, who, yeah. who really isn't even a star, isn't even a superstar. He's just a star, right? Mm-hmm. This isn't like Kyrie, KD, and Harden pairing up. It's like the Walmart version of it. I think, though, because he's not a superstar, that might be even a better locker room and just on-the-court fit, you know, because he, he probably acknowledges that. He's going to be the third third guy mm-hmm. in their big three, mm-hmm. you know, and you have personalities like Harden, like KD, like Kyrie. All those dudes are superstars. I hear your reasoning, and I, I agree that they'll definitely have a better on court like mm-hmm. kind of vibe from the beginning because Kyrie James Harden and KD the games they played together some of the most fun basketball to watch mm-hmm. at least for offense for sure um, and it's going to be very similar this year with KD Bradley Beal and D-Book fun offense uh, I don't know that's how much where Frank Vogel comes in exactly defensive coach. exactly I don't know where defense comes in but I'm sure it will I know all three of those players can at least put an effort I mean mm-hmm. Kevin Durant gets I think because he's such a great scorer, people say he's a bad defender. He's really not that bad of a defender. Honestly, no, he's a good he's, defender. He's, when you're that good, you have to be somewhat good at defense. Um, right? It's not like Trey Young where you're actively getting hunted every play because Kevin Durant's still seven mm-hmm. foot with the lankiest, lankiest arms in the whole world. Yep. Like He's still out there ready to compete. Um, Devin Booker takes leaps and bounds every year, I feel like, on defense, mm-hmm. at least in defensive energy. I see more uh, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. He looks, you know... He's he is not a defensive stopper. He's not a Paul George, but he's definitely not a liability on defense ever. Yeah. And Bradley Beal, I ha- it's been a minute since I've seen him in the playoffs. I'll be so honest with you. And his accus- actualization that he's had over the past few years with the Wizards, um, I'm not against it anyway. So he he very mm-hmm. well could be as just as serviceable as Devin Booker is on defense. I'm not really concerned about their on-court performance. I'm only concerned about how they're going to continue paying these three players. I guarantee in two years, this this core of D-Book, KD, and Bradley Beal is broken. Yeah, I, I believe that. And I bet... How, I, how much longer is KD on or under contract? I think he's on a two-year deal, if I'm not crazy. Okay. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense then. Also, at some point during this video, when I made that tweet, I uh, I had to click into a video on Twitter and it definitely played into our audio. So if you, if you heard a weird noise, that was me. There's Adrian, your Easter egg guys. Woj isn't randomly talking in the background. Yeah, special guest. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Wojnowski. Nope. Nope. He is not here. I'm uh, checking Kevin Durant's contract right not. now. His what? His contract. Oh, his contract. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know. Regardless, it'll be a fun team to watch. Um, the, the thing that always seems to be the most interesting with the Suns as of recent years is whether or not they can get done in the playoffs. So they yes. made it to the finals three, what, years. three years ago. It's three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regardless, they'll be in the playoffs. It, I, it'd be a miracle in a bad way if they weren't with, you know, the star power that they do have, but it'd be bad. It'll be cu- uh, I'll be interested to see how they do end up filling out these, ro- uh, filling out the rest of the roster if Aiden and when Aiden's on the move, but it'll be good stuff. I mean, even if you move Aiden at this point, 
you now need to find a point guard and a center or a small forward and a center. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. So, you really don't have space. Like you, that said, you know, the Miles Turner. I, that was just well, kind of like the thought process there, but Miles Turner, yeah. is, he's too good to be included with another starting point guard. DeAndre Aiden isn't good enough to be that guy. Plus, um, like a role player, maybe not like a starting point guard, but a role player. And the, I don't know if you've uh, seen this, but if Chris Paul does get waived, which he probably will if they can't find a trade partner, mm-hmm. Wizards, um, there are some talk about him going back to the Suns originally. You remember seeing that if they did decide to cut him, he would just resign for a lower uh, dollar amount. I believe that's illegal. Oh, illegal? Yeah, I believe that's illegal. Oh, shoot. It is. Not. Yeah, because he did get traded. Yeah, he got Never traded, mind. so he can't go back. I think it was uh, if he got waived by the Suns, he was going to resign for a team-friendly waived. deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. We'll And even that was kind of up in the air and kind of weird. but Because mm-hmm. normally, why wouldn't you just restructure it? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Maybe just to get the $15 million straight up to Chris Paul. Uh, yeah. But it was it was definitely a a weird situation, and I, I just don't know what the Suns are gonna do for that bench. I mean, they're they're mm-hmm. this is their current. Uh, the Mavs want to trade the number ten pick, by the way. Um, their Work. current setup is, or for free agents is they have Damian Lee and Terrence Ross, both as free agents. Tory mm-hmm. Craig, Josh Okoge, and Ish Wainwright along with TJ Warren, Darius Baisley, Jock Lawndale, and Bismack Biombo. That's a lot. That's a lot of free agents mm-hmm. who all played like surprisingly significant minutes for you. Yeah. I mean, they had to point guard wise because Chris Paul did go down with that injury, but Biombo made a lot of, had a lot of playoff minutes. Jock Lawndale had than- some decent amount of playoff yeah, minutes. Yeah, he was in the playoffs for a decent amount too. I believe Darius I do like Baisley made Okegi a lot. Yeah. And Tory Craig. Those those two are probably my favorite free agents that they're they're going to have to let walk. But I I think Tory Craig is a significantly underrated player. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah, those two are in my opinion the biggest like damn that hurts walking away from that team. Yeah, but since I don't know, I just thought of this. But since they do have all that star power, there's always going to be NBA vets around the league who who will take those, you know, the vet men's just to have a chance to win, win a ring. But th- we really haven't seen that lately. At least like in- impressive vet minimums for players, right? Mm-hmm. We just haven't really had that happen in a minute because there's not really like great players who would be willing to take that minimum. I mean. Like the most well, you're going to get is going to get like a Javon Carter type player. And Javon Carter well, already played for them. Jeff Green. What was, it? was he a vet man? I think he was a vet the man. Nuggets this year? I think he was a vet man. Yeah. Is he a free agent? He, he played significant. Uh, He might be. But bro, if I'm Jeff Green, I'm retiring. I'm going out on the top. Jeff Green is um a free agent. No, he's not. He is? I can't really tell. He was on a on a, okay. a four point five million dollar a year deal. Yeah. We'll see. So, we'll you know, see. All eyes on Phoenix. Jeff Green is, is too good today. for a vet minimum. It that that's that's the cutoff there. Yeah. Who are you gonna get who's better than Jeff Green? That's where you know, we'll have to money. we'll revisit this Robin we'll Lopez. Ah, Robin Lopez. There's your backup center. There's your starting Captain center. Hook. In all reality. Captain Hook. Victor Oladipo maybe wants to come for a vet man. Maybe. Coming off his injury. I love Victor. Rudy yeah, Gay be, after uh, playing like, playing like 3.8 minutes per night for the Jazz. Yep. Who knows, man? Maybe Kemba Walker. <laughs> Kemba. This is not a great list, and I'm looking at a lot of players right now. Yeah. Kemba would make sense given where he's at in his career. Uh, Jeff Green is a free agent. My bad. Okay. Word. Maybe hop ship goes to the Valley. 
if they're willing to pay him more than the four point five million dollars, he's probably gonna get paid with the Nuggets. Fair enough, I, uh, I, bro. If I'm the Nuggets, I want to get Bruce Brown first. Yeah, Bruce Nuggets, Brown's that the man most under important contract. player for the Nuggets. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. But do you want to move or on? I feel like we've been stuck on the Suns for a minute now. Yeah, yeah. No, for a decent amount. Um, last thing. Last right? thing on our list here. Big thing. And if you didn't know, the NBA draft is coming up this Thursday. This Thursday. The 22nd. So Trey and I prepared a little mock draft of the lottery. But more importantly, more importantly, June 22nd is uh, my girlfriend's birthday. So if you have my girlfriend's phone number, just randomly at different points during the day, send at least seven happy birthday messages to her. That's and all. if you don't have it, her number is <laughs> as follows. Six, don't 19, finish this because that's not actually 35. her number and you're going to blow some <laughs> random person's phone number up. Hit them up. <laughs> Do not hit them up. I'm going to cut out the last two numbers there. What timestamp are we no, at? No, no. <laughs> 41 minutes. I got to go edit that out now. That's <laughs> uh, uh, hilarious. It's not even a real number. Tell them 50 shades of NBA podcast sent you. <laughs> we just get our get our 15 listeners to market for us. <laughs> Literally. I uh, love it. Those are your guys' task of the week. But yeah, Please we don't made do a that. mock draft. <laughs> Please don't. And it's not a whole lot mock draft. We just uh, mocked out the lottery each. Mm-hmm. So I think I think. The obvious one, we should probably talk about our first overall pick. There's a lot of thought that went into this one, mm-hmm. um, a lot of Absolutely. in-depth analysis, uh, and mm-hmm. a lot of disagreements about who we both thought should go first overall. So, Nathan, if you Absolutely. want to start us off with the Spurs, who you have them taking? Uh, I have them taking Grady Dick. No. Um, I have them taking the obvious number one overall pick, Victor Wembanyama. Victor Wembanyama is the only pick, right? I mean... It is. There isn't a world. They're not even taking phone calls on the pick because he's that good. Mm. Do you see that photo yeah. of him holding a baseball today? Yes. It looked like it a looked golf. Like a it looked pee. like a ping pong. Yeah, literally. It was insane. It, it Man the man's hands scare me. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a terrifying dog, man. Yeah. So yeah, Victor won. Victor Drummy, won. you want to go bing bong? You know, a little. Yeah, you do one. I'll do okay. one. You do one. I'll do one. Perfect. Or you do one, and then I said my one. So you do number two, and then I'll say my number two. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Trey, who do you have number one? Uh, I uh, tough decision, but uh, I said Victor Wembanyama. Ooh, good yeah. choice. Uh, really unheard of player coming out of France. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Spurs are really gonna shake it up with this pick. I think he's a. Uh, He's a sneaky first overall pick, you know. I don't think anyone's talking about this kid. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't training with Rudy Gobert and Steph Curry when he was 16 years old. Nope, not at all. But Looking yeah, cooking Gobert. Yeah, he has the three point shooting that everyone wants. He has the blocks. He has he's seven foot seven, right? Seven foot something. Yeah, I don't think he's seven foot seven. He's seven foot four. Uh, mm-hmm. He's only 19 yeah, years he's old. He's he's yep. the perfect NBA player. Um, yeah. One thing I think he needs to put on a little bit more weight, similar to what Chet Holmgren mm-hmm. had to do in the off season. Yep. Um, but that that's about it. You know, I, his shooting form is smooth. I like mm-hmm. he. If you look at his percentages, um, for was it? It's the, like the ninety sixers or something. Uh, Metropolitan ninety two. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the team he plays for in France. Uh, his his like three point percentage is down, but that's just because he's that guy. So he's constantly being draped over. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it goes up in NBA offense, offenses all the time. Uh, percentages yeah. don't really mean a lot, a whole lot in college or in this amateur, uh, amateur level. So mm-hmm. I think Victor's the only guy to go at one. But do you want me to say mine too? And then you want to say your two? Yeah, yeah. let me hear your two. So I think who I think the Hornets should take and who the Hornets are going to take are two different things. Um, the Hornets are going to take uh, Brandon Miller more than likely, out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is like a Paul George light, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what else, what much else there is to say about the kid. Uh, he, he, you know, struggled a bit offensively during the mm-hmm. uh, March Madness, but still overall, yep. I mean, he is in that second tier, and he's one of two players in that second tier, right? Because mm-hmm. it's Victor, 
and then everyone else. So it's Victor, then it's yeah. tier two, which is yep. one of them is Brandon Miller. Um, and the other guy who they should take is Scoot Henderson. I believe Scoot is going to be better than Brandon Miller. The website I'm looking at has a, a player like uh, who he plays like, and they say Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree to that. I think Scoot Henderson has the potential to be a better passer than Westbrook was. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly because I, I don't always think of Westbrook as having the best court vision. I He yeah. has great court vision, averages double-digit assists all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but he kind of had, had that skill kind of learned. I feel like it, it's a very natural instinct for Scoot Henderson to pass the ball, so I like that a lot for yeah. him. Beautiful. Um, I originally had Brandon Miller, and yep. I think they're going to take him. The report from uh, Woj allegedly has Charlotte taking him. So, yeah, I mean, you highlighted the tremendous prospect that he is, Paul George Light, um, both in his playing ability right now and his weight. Um, yeah, I think Charlie goes with two. They have Rozier and, and uh, LaMelo to fill out their one and two spot. Um, if they did want to shake it up and try and move Rozier or have him be, be like a mentor on the court to, to scoot. I'd be cool with that. But I think with Rozier as their starting one or starting two, it makes sense for them to take Brandon Miller, who can go and immediately make a big impact for that Charlotte Hornets team, who is now without an owner. Um, that was Michael Jordan, by the way. Yep. Yep. He's now leaving. He's, he's gone. His, his so ownership stake. with the number three, Okay. Okay. Uh, the the Hornets are not without an owner. He sold the. Oh yeah, they, he, he sold, sold the majority to, stake to the minority owner already. Mm-hmm. That's right. My bad. They have an owner, and I don't Jay know Cole is also part of the oh, yeah, minority yeah, yeah. ownership yeah, group. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's Man, I love Jay Cole. Um, I do too. Man, um, he's really just living like a a two K sim dude. He really is. If you want my wanna, career. If you want to hit us with that number three pick, though, go right go right ahead. That's all I wanted to add. In with there. the number three pick of the twenty twenty three NBA draft, the Portland Trail Blazers, assuming no trades happen, select Scoot Henderson. Um, I saw one reporter, analyst, whatever you want to call him, say that Scoot kind of reminds them of a Zion Williamson, just how physical and athletic he is, but in a point guard's body. And you look at the dude, like, without a shirt on, without a jersey on, he looks like a freaking, like a little pit bull. He does. He's built. He is jacked. He's definitely NBA uh, ready in terms of the, like, Body, how he looks wait. physically. Yeah. And I think his his game specifically will adjust really well to the, the pro style. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, so with my number three pick, I have Scoot Henderson going as well. Uh, everything you covered, I think I agree with. He, he definitely has an NBA-ready body. I don't know how well he's going to adjust right away. I think point guard mm-hmm. is probably the hardest position to adjust for in the NBA from you know amateur to professional mm-hmm. status. Um, I maintain, I would have liked to see Scoot Henderson not go G League route. I wanted to see him in college. I wanted to see him against mm-hmm. you know more players, more things, more, more yeah. everything. Um, but... You know, it is what it is. He he played well in the G League night. I believe him and Victor Wembanyama early in the year had a game against each other. And mm-hmm. I think Victor had like 30. Scoot had like 25 and 10 or something like that. It was, I don't know if it was 25 and 10. He had a very good game as well. It was super cool. Yeah. I still think Scoot Henderson's the second best player in this league or in this draft. I think mm-hmm. he should be, I think he's miles above Brandon Miller. Um, yeah. I think it, it, there's a tier one, there's a tier two, Scoot Henderson tier two. I think there's a tier three mm-hmm. that's just Brandon Miller, and I think there's a tier mm-hmm. four of everyone else. Yeah, uh, but I like it. In my situation, there's no way the Trailblazers make this pick. Uh, this this pick is going to New Orleans for Zion Williamson mm-hmm. more than likely, if Brandon Miller right. ends up going to. Mm-hmm. And I will be buying a Zion Williamson Trailblazers jersey before I get that Joel Embiid jersey. I'm not even mad about it. Not mad about it. Gotta be. I'll also probably get a Scoot Henderson New Orleans jersey to be honest. That'd be pretty sick too. And a victor. I want jerseys. I want more jerseys. Um, I know, bro. You want me to go with my number four? Let's hear number four. So number four, I have uh, another a, a Villanova guy going. Uh, another forward similar to Brandon Miller. Uh, I have Cam Whitmore going uh, out of Villanova. He's six foot seven, two thirty two. He 
He plays that small forward, power forward position. I know Nathan said because he wants he wants Cam Whitmore to go to the Jazz, who are looking at trading up in this draft. I don't think uh, Houston will probably do a trade with the with the Jazz, um, but I also I don't think Houston's smart enough to take Cam Whitmore. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like they're going to draft uh, probably a Men Thompson, the point guard Thompson brother. Um, I just don't think they need another young guard on that team. I think mm-hmm. Cam Whitmore is coming out of Villanova. Nova players are usually more humble, more, you know, listen to coaching than I feel like a lot of thing is. Mm-hmm. And that's another knock on Amen Thompson. He also went overtime elite instead of the college route. Would love to see him in that college position. So I have Cam Whitmore going here at four. I like it. Um, and because you highlighted Houston and how they have been drafting and just player acquisition over the past couple of years, that is why. I have the Houston Rockets at four taking a men Thompson. Um, yeah, for all the reasons you just said. Yeah, I mean. Uh, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, guard-wise, they have so many young young guards that can play just with proper coaching and player development, all that, you know. And I think uh, Ime Odoka will help a lot with maturing their young roster. Um, but that being said, I think a men Thompson going number four. So that brings think, me to number five. Oh, I, okay. I do think so. Amen Thompson is better than Cam Whitmore. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think Amen Thompson, similar to Scoot Henderson, has that natural passing ability and that natural passing instinct. Uh, I think Scoot's just better at it, but I think Amen has mm-hmm. that same level of like passing and just that that killer instinct, that killer court vision type thing. Um, I just think he what? he has to get better at honing that more often. Um, mm-hmm. But I think Amen well, Thompson <laughs> is better than Cam Whitmore. I like it. Uh, wait, uh, at yeah, number five, the Detroit Pistons will go with Jerace Walker. Um, <sighs> they don't need a guard. They got Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey. And I think it would just really help fill out their either their three or their four um, with Sadiq Bay. Mm-hmm. Center-wise, they got a couple young pieces. I'm thinking of Wiseman. Um, I'm thinking of, ah, uh, shoot. Maybe I'm not thinking of anyone else because I'm blanking on their Marvin other center's Bagley? name. Oh, yeah, back Isaiah, Isaiah um, Stewart. Yeah, you got Isaiah Stewart too. So Jalen I think Duran. the biggest lack right now for the young Pistons roster is, you know, a forward, either a three or a four. So I, Drace Walker. I 100% agree with you. I think their biggest need is forward. Um, if Cam Whitmore wasn't taken by the Rockets, I would have them taking, mm-hmm. you know, Cam Whitmore. I think he's a perfect fit for them. Um, but yeah, I agree. Jarese Walker's the pick here for, uh, the Pistons. Same reasons you had, um, Marvin Bagley, the third clearly like plays a lot better for the Pistons than he did for the Kings, Mm -hmm. but he's still not, you know, starter great level type guy. Yeah. Um, I think they don't really need one of the Thompson twins. They don't need a man or a sore. So I think Mm -hmm. in reality at this point, uh, the Pistons would be looking to trade back because I feel like Jarese Walker, if not for the Pistons, is probably going to fall to six, seven, eight, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. No yeah. more value. I agree with you. Drace Walker's the pick here for me as well. Uh, it, you want me to run into number six? You got anything else you want to say? Yeah, let's quick? hear it. Number six. I have the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. And I was really at a struggle here. I didn't know who I wanted them to take because I feel like they always take a guard and then or they always mm-hmm. take a center. There isn't a whole yeah. lot of like great forwards left. Um, so I'm actually going to have them, I think, take... Let me think here. I'm going to have them take Taylor Hendricks from UCF power forward. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to switch it up. It. Okay. I'm going to switch it up. Okay. Um, I have not watched nearly as much Taylor Hendricks tape as I have literally probably any other prospect in this class, or at least in the lottery. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I do like... Taylor Hendricks, I just don't think he's as good as, as Drace Walker. I think it's a big follow-up between those two. But drafting for need, Taylor Hendricks, I think, is the pick there. Uh, who knows if Jonathan Isaac's ever going to return for a significant amount of time, so they need to have Fair something enough. else they can do uh, with that guy. Um, I like Taylor Hendricks. I think he's going to be a solid player. Um, I mm-hmm. almost had them take a men Thompson just because Jalen Suggs really hasn't worked out the way they want it to. Uh, he hasn't been quite as great as one would want him to be, but I love Jalen Suggs, so mm-hmm. I had them take uh, Taylor Hendricks. I like it. 
I have the Orlando Magic at number six, taking the other Thompson brother, Asur Thompson. Um, kind of what you just said, um, just with their point guard and two guard, it's kind of lacking. Not that they don't have players there, but Suggs, I think, mm-hmm. in at least my eyes anyway, hasn't really lived up to what I thought he would be, especially coming off of his great March Madness run um, in college. And then uh, like Markel Fultz, no disrespect to him and his journey. He's not going to be, you know, a difference maker to help them get over that hump um, in a starting role. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like a Seward Thompson, a little bit of a project, some player development again, but that's kind of where the Orlando magic are with, you know, the state of their franchise. Yeah, I, for me, I think Asur Thompson has like the pl- the mentality of a shooting guard with the physicality of a small forward, right? Mm-hmm. I think he falls more in that that kind of range. Um, I don't I don't like that. I don't mind that pick at all, honestly. Um, the only reason I didn't have them take Asur is because a men was still on the board, and mm-hmm. a men's going to go before Asur, so they went next best option. But again, another team that might be looking to trade down get one of the Thompson brothers off the board. Um, Also, I do think Markella Fultz is the answer long-term. Markella Fultz is great for them. He's really solid. Um, I wish, you know, wish him nothing but happiness. He, he makes me sad at night sometimes, but it's not his fault. It's Philadelphia's fault. So love, love me with some Mm -hmm. Markell. For sure. Word. Um, That being said, at number seven of the Indiana Pacers picking Cam Wetmore who the Detroit Pistons passed up on. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. I do wish in a ideal world he'd fall to nine to the Jazz. But yeah, Cam Whitmore, number seven to the Indiana Pacers. I like the pick. I like the pick. Uh, Cam Whitmore, we already talked about him. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's super specialized at anything, but I think he's good at most mm-hmm. things. Uh, so I like that pick for the Pacers. Or... Uh, yeah, for the Pacers. Uh, their pre-draft workouts, I don't know if you follow them on Instagram, but mm. they post all of their pre-draft workout like guys they're inviting, and it's cool. so many forwards over and over and over yeah. again, just forwards and forwards and forwards. So I, I like I mm-hmm. like the pick. Um, with my pick for the Pacers, though, I'm, I'm going to stop a Men Thompson slide. I'm going to have him take a Men Thompson. Okay. They already had uh, Halliburton, but really you cannot have too much passing on an NBA team. And Amen mm-hmm. does have that court vision that I love, and him and Tyrese Halliburton, you know, Tyrese is going to average ten assists. Amen's going to average probably five to seven his rookie year. I'd say seven is mm-hmm. really generous. I think he most likely he ends up averaging like five point six, six point one, mm-hmm. like that, uh, somewhere in that range. But I think oh, he's going to be a good addition to their to their squad. And even if he doesn't end up being like. Because he has he has the body size to be a starting shooting guard. He's mm-hmm. six foot seven. He's two hundred pounds, uh, but he doesn't have the shooting necessary. Really, uh, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen much from his shooting in terms of like that would make me fall in love with it. But yeah. I think his passing ability and I think his his overall ceiling is is too good to pass up here. Word, I like it. Uh, and number I like eight, it, I like it for the Wizards. Uh, we have a team that just is so like ready for a rebuild and primed everything for this season to be the start of the rebuild. So I'm going to have them take another high upside player, same family, even a sewer Thompson. Uh, We're going to slot him in right in where Bradley Beal's leaving. See if he can get back back and see if he can really do. Yeah. Back to back. I'm going to have my Thompson twins go, but I'm going to really see what they can do there uh, and just see, you know, I, I hope I I'm really wrong about them and I hope they're both really great. I just don't know how much I'm in love with them at this point. So I'm going to have a sewer go mm-hmm. eight. Uh, I want to see more shooting from him. He was better than his brother at shooting. And honestly, he did average more assists last time I checked than amended. But I think that was more kind of mm-hmm. circumstance than anything. Cause I think it was like yeah. similar, but a sewer, I believe is a better score than a men. So I'm going to say a sewer to the wizards. All right. I like it. And number eight, I have the Washington wizards embracing their rebuild and realizing the uh, hold that they now have in the roster at the guard position. And they're going to draft a six, seven Anthony black out of Arkansas. Um, yeah, I'll have a whole lot to say about him and his game. Cause truthfully, I don't really know. I just know positional wise 
and size-wise, it just seems like a great fit, especially after this Bradley Beal stuff. Um, I don't know why they went look to try and uh, draft a, a guard for the future to try and build around. Uh, yeah, number eight, Wizards, Anthony Black. And moving on, my Utah Jazz. We are going to pick Taylor Hendricks. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. I like that Thank pick. Um, I I really want the, the Jazz to draft a a forward if they can't get um somehow or like trading up to Amen Thompson. Um I really want him to go after a forward and assuming Anthony Black, who has really good size at the guard position, goes before I think Taylor Hendricks is the next best pick for him. So yeah. I like that pick. I uh I'm actually with the Utah Jazz, I'm gonna use your last pick. I'm also gonna take Anthony Black from Arkansas. Um Word. Everything you said, I want him to be. I, you don't know where Jordan Clarkson's going to be. You really, mm-hmm. you only have Lorian Walker. You really need that backcourt presence. Colin Sexton might be on the block now Sexton too. Sexton might be on the block. I would love to see what Anthony Black has from that team. Uh, I like his passing ability, of course. I like his scoring ability. I like his size. I just need to see more for him from him for him to end up moving up on this board. But yeah, I also I have Anthony Black going around the same range. I have him going to the Jazz at pick nine. And then with the Mavericks, I think this is going to be the last one we do today just so we are uh, good on time and good on battery and all the things. But Mm -hmm. I think for me personally, I'm going to break every Magic fan's heart and I'm going to have them take Grady Dick at 10. I don't think Dick is um, good enough to go at 10, but I think with Luka, I mean, actually what you need, he's not a great defender, but Mm -hmm. he's an effort defender. Like he, he takes the time he takes, he puts his body on the line. He's just not good at it. His defensive instincts mm-hmm. are there, but that's something that can be kind of trained up. Uh, I feel like he, he's not strong enough to really go through NBA players. I feel like he runs around a lot on screens and like his biggest strength is his shooting. Obviously. So everyone knows him for, yeah, he's not necessarily the best off ball movement kind of guy or off-ball, like, get open for the three, work without the ball kind of guy. But with Luka on your team, you really don't need that kind of guy. You need someone who can knock down those open shots. And we've seen that from Grady Dick. He's probably one of the best spot-up shooters in the entire... He's probably the best spot-up shooter in the entire draft, right? Uh, And it's similar to... I don't know if you remember this. When Cam Johnson was drafted by the Suns, everyone called it way too early of a pick because he wasn't, you know... He didn't show as much as he could in college. They just knew he could shoot the three better than anyone else. And that, mm-hmm. that proved to be one of those valuable things because it gave him a reason to be on the court. And being on the court raises, you know, your potential, helps you get to those higher skill yep. levels. Cam Johnson was a super important piece in that Kevin Durant trade and was a super important like piece it. of that entire uh, Suns run to the championship. So I think, I think mm-hmm. Grady Dick has to be the pick here. In reality, um, the Mavericks are going to trade this pick more than likely because they, they shouldn't in the first place, they shouldn't even have this pick because this pick belonged to the Knicks mm-hmm. as long as it was outside of the top 10 and it landed at 10. So that's uh-huh. brutal for the Knicks. But yeah, I, I think Absolutely. that's the thing there is Grady Dick should go to the Mavericks. And I, I love that fit, um, but I'm sorry for the entire magic fan base who want to see um, a Suggs Dick uh, backcourt. Mm-hmm. Robbing the fans, dude. Robbing the fans. Haven't Magic fans been through enough? No, they had Dwight Howard and Shaquille O'Neal. If they can't win with that... But no titles to show for it. That's on them. That's not my fault. It's heartbreaking. My heart goes out to you, Magic fans. Um, so, at number 10, I'm not going to break your heart and take Grady Dick. The Dallas Mavericks will go with Jet Howard, a 6'8 forward, who also is a very good uh, three-point shooter. Um, not sure what he brings defensively, honestly, but he's a good shot maker. And surprisingly, the Dallas Mavericks, Mavericks weren't the best three point shooting team. Um, and I think that helps. You have a dude like Kyrie and Luca, um, who are fantastic playmakers. So hopefully you get a rookie who maybe could emulate some Keegan Murray, uh, rookie year numbers and break the three point record. For a rookie, I'm not saying he will, but you know, I'm just saying ideally that's what you want to get out of him. Yeah, good size, six eight, and can shoot the ball well. 
I like that. Yeah, pick. that's I where like I that pick. We we both went the same route with three point shooting and players yeah. to complement, not to star. So I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's where we're gonna cut it off. I think we're gonna cut it off at ten, sure. uh, mostly because my computer's about to die. But I think that's the reason. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting for sure. Uh, I'm looking forward to the draft, Nathan. Where are you gonna be watching the draft? I will be watching the draft. Okay, you're gonna have to text me updates. Sit down with while some I'm popcorn. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. I will. Like, right. oh my god, the that... Jazz traded for the number one overall pick. Oh my gosh, they took Jarrace Walker still. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> where where would you have wanted oh, Victor Wembanyama to go? Beginning of this, who who did you want him to fall um, to? That wasn't the Jazz, obviously. I I didn't honestly. San Antonio made the most sense. That's where I wanted to see him like do well because I think franchise wise, coach wise, that's the best possible spot he could have gone to. Rockets, I wouldn't have liked it. Portland would have been really cool. Yeah. They're probably my number two. But the Hornets, no, because I feel like they'd mess that up somehow. Yeah. Literally it was the Spurs and Portland. It the was for me as well. I, I that's to. that's what I thought. I feel like that's what most people want who aren't, you know, casuals. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. So, yeah, that's what I wanted. With that being said, Nathan, so. mm-hmm. it's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. It's been really fun. It's been mm-hmm. real nice. Indeed. All right. Deuces. Deuces.